Hey friends, this is John Wesley from the Sense of Shelf podcast. Uh, no real intro today. I am so underprepared for this episode. There's been a lot happening at home. I've been off of work to help my wife with um, some recovery from a surgery. And I've also been trying to do some little home renovations when I can, all while having a toddler running around the house. So again, I'm woefully underprepared for this. So there's no book news or anything. Just wanted to say hi. Thank you for listening. And enjoy this book review, which I believe is volume four of The Sandman, Season of Mists. I really only put this in so I could keep using my sound effects that I keep using. So thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hello, friends. John Wesley here. And we're back to the Sandman after doing a little review on my own and then having a general conversation about the show in the first three volumes with Willie from the Thing About Us podcast. I'm back here now with volume four, which I actually finished easily a couple weeks ago now and just forgot to get around to writing and recording. But here we are. So the Sandman, Volume 4, titled Seasons of Mist, written by Neil Gaiman, as usual, with art by Kelly Jones, Malcolm Jones III, and Mike Dringenberg, a few of those names we will remember from previous volumes. This volume collects issues 28, I'm sorry, no, collects issues 21 through 28, and I'm pretty sure which, with each successive volume that I read. I'm going to say it's my favorite. And that's no different right now. I really loved this one. Besides one panel in Speech Bubble in Chapter 4 that definitely could have been left on the on the editing room floor, uh, I really loved this volume. Uh, but we'll get to that panel when the time comes. So let's read the back of the book. One of the most popular and critically acclaimed graphic novels of all time, Neil Gaiman's award-winning masterpiece, The Sandman, set the standard for mature, lyrical fantasy in the modern comics era. Illustrated by an exemplary selection of the medium's most gifted artists, the series is a rich blend of modern and ancient mythology in which contemporary fiction, historical drama, and legend are seemingly interwoven. Ten thousand years ago, the king of dreams condemned a woman who loved him to eternal damnation. In seasons, in season of mists, the other members of his immortal family, the Endless, convince him that this was an injustice. To correct it, he must journey to hell and rescue his banished love. But Lucifer, the lord of hell, has sworn to destroy him, and Lucifer's plans are subtle. So, again, I really like this volume, besides the one panel that I'll mention when we get to it. There was a really a, a kind of a wide variety of stories and genres that happened in this one, just like other volumes. And, like I said, I know with each one I'm going to like it more and more. And I did really enjoy the last three, and I absolutely love this one. So I'm going to give you kind of a rundown on everything with uh, my little commentary thrown in. And we start with the first chapter. Well, the first, it's a prologue. Issue 21 is the prologue to Season of Mists. 
It gives us a meeting with the Endless. We meet all of the siblings except for one. We get Destiny, Death, Delirium, Desire, Despair, and our main character, Dream. To start, anything involving Death, I'm a fan of. And this prologue to Season of Mists is great. Seeing how they all interact around a table and bounce off one another was gripping. And the thing that kicks off this story arc is Desire provoking Dream with jabs about Dream's former lover, Nada. We have seen this character referenced a couple of times. And it finishes with Death and Dream talking and Dream resolving to go pay a visit to Hell to help uh, sort of undo the injustice he put upon Nada all those years ago. And that's that. like I said, that's really the the event that kicks off this whole storyline. And chapter two, which is a, would be, well, it would be chapter one. It's issue two in this book. And chapter one is everything leading up to Dream going to visit Lucifer. Before we start on talking about this chapter, this title page has Dream making the funniest pout face. I love it so much I put a sticky note on it to remember it, and uh, I will definitely post a pic on my social medias with this review so everyone can see it. I don't know why it cracked me up so much. Uh, But in this issue, uh, Dream calls a meeting with all of the residents of the Dreamland. He retells the story of Nada and says he'll be going to hell and may not make it back. Then we see Dream jumping around, sort of making amends with people from his past. He visits Hippolyta and her baby, and he visits his friend Hob, the one he meets with once each century. So we see some old characters. Also in this issue, there is a rousing speech by Lucifer to the demons in his realm. It really reminded me of the president's speech in Independence Day before they all get into their jets and take off. And this issue ends with Dream dramatically donning his helm and departing. The next issue has Dream arriving in a seemingly empty hell. He can't find Nada or anyone, really. And he and Lucifer have a walk and a long conversation about what is happening. And Lucifer's basically packing up shop and vacating his realm. I really love this chapter. Uh, Dream and Lucifer interacting is is always riveting, and this was no different. Uh, I think, I mean, Dream's a great character. Neil Gaiman's a fantastic storyteller, uh, but Lucifer's one of the better characters we see, in my own opinion. And I really did not see what I didn't see coming. Uh, what takes place between Lucifer and Dream. It was definitely a surprise to me, which anyone who's watched the show Lucifer should kind of see coming, but it, it I just didn't expect it. And again, at, with what we go through as this volume goes on, it's all affected by Dream trying to find Nada and what Lucifer does in this issue. The following chapter, the following issue or chapter, I don't know why I keep stumbling over that, it introduces us to some familiar names and faces from the real world. We get to see figures from 
different world religions and mythologies. We see Odin, Thor, and Loki, who, thanks to Marvel, we're all familiar with. We meet Anubis and some other figures from Egyptian mythology, and just quite a few others. And um, they're, all, they're all sort of arriving at, uh, at Dream's home for some sort of meeting, let's say. They're all trying to, trying to have his ear and state their case, all pertaining to what we saw with Lucifer before. I'm trying to do this without giving too many spoilers, so forgive me. The following chapter, chapter four, was really a strange interlude. So earlier in the book, Lucifer bounces, and because of this, the dead appear to be returning to the land of the living. This story is told around a boy who's alone at a boarding school over the holidays. Um, Alone as in the only student, there is some faculty there. And uh, the story just gets weird. It, it's, a, it's really a creepy issue. The art is very creepy. Uh, the story is suspenseful. This is really sort of like a, a horror type book compared to the rest. And this is the issue that has the panel that I feel should have been scrapped. I get that this is a product of its time, but it's still uncomfortable. On the second to last page... There is a panel with a little slur in it, and the whole scene is just very unnecessary. It Maybe back in 89 or 90, I may have felt differently. Well, I was a child, so who knows? Um, but it, it, like, it's just not acceptable, really. Uh, I wish it wasn't in there because it's such a great story otherwise. So that happened. Uh, The following two chapters after that show us Dream and all of the mythological entities debating on what to do with Lucifer's gift that he gave Dream. And the whole ordeal ends with Dream locating Nada and an attempted double cross by a demon, Azazel, who we had met earlier in the series. This scene between Dream and Azazel really... It's really similar, if not almost identical, unfortunately, to the scene between Dream and John D in the graphic novel version, with um, sort of how it how it goes and then how it ends. And I, I was a little disappointed in that, but I still enjoyed it. And the final chapter is just sort of tying up everything that happened. Dream and Nada have a talk and sort of reconcile. And we see, I guess, the grand reopening of hell under new management. So that's really sort of a brief rundown on Volume 4, Season of Mists. And it's, its, whole, it's a whole self-contained storyline. And I, uh, other than that Chapter 4 panel, I really, really enjoyed this one. The art is fantastic as usual. The writing is phenomenal. And it was, a, it was a good story. The story really had me hooked. This also had my favorite uh, version of Death we've seen so far. She, she's one of my favorite characters. And in Chapter 4, we see her briefly. And she's really... She's dressed in, like, 80s workout gear, I guess. She looks like she's an extra from the Let's Get Physical music video. Sweating to the oldies. Um... 
but it was it was sort of a shock to the senses given her being all perky and dressed like that especially in the chapter four story which was really more of a horror type story Uh, so yeah other than again other than that slur in chapter four i love this one it had some of my favorite artwork of dream it had great portrayals of lucifer who again is one of my favorite characters and the the beginning with having all the endless together except for one who we've yet to meet uh, really sort of had me hooked for the whole thing seeing them all interact together when we've only seen like one-on-ones we've seen death and dream we've seen desire we've seen death nope nope we've seen dream we've seen morpheus talking with desire and we've seen desire talking to despair i believe but other than that we've never seen them as a group so seeing them all drawn together and written together and bouncing back and forth off of each other i love the prologue and i love this this the scene it sets for the and the tone it sets sorry that's a better word the tone it sets for the story going forward and um it's desire i believe provoking morpheus into doing what he ends up doing just really getting under his skin and pushing buttons so yeah that's it for volume four of the sandman season of mists i feel like i might be slightly losing my voice a little Uh, i apologize for that so i really love this one i'm sure when i get volume five this week i'll end up loving that one more and it's just going to keep going and going from there but as a whole, I love The Saint Man. I can't wait for more episodes of the show. Hoping that happens. I can't wait to continue with this journey through The Saint Man. It's very enjoyable so far. And I appreciate you taking the journey along with me. I hope you, if you haven't read it yet, I hope you're contemplating reading it. Or have already picked it up and started reading it. Because as I've said many times in these graphic novel reviews, I, I never really was into graphic novels until I started reading them for this podcast. And I kind of regret it, because I've missed out on quite a lot. So, with that being said, go ahead and pick them up. Get them on Audible. Get them on your tablet. Get them from the library. That's what I've been doing. Or, if you're you're balling out like that, spend the money on them. But uh, I definitely recommend them. Yeah. I'm just rambling at this point, because my writing stopped at when I mentioned Death's... Uh, 80s get up as usual you know how to support the podcast you can find me on social media and you can email me if you'd like all of those are sense of shelf pod so sense of shelf pod at gmail.com at sense of shelf pod for twitter instagram and tiktok you can go on kofi ko hyphen fi or buy me a coffee.com and again it's sense of shelf pod and you can subscribe or just donate, tip, commission me to read a book if you'd like to hear me review something. Uh, if you'd like to force me to read a book generally considered bad or something that's way out of my wheelhouse, like a, a romance or a cozy mystery, not really stuff I read, uh, you can do that. If not, I appreciate the retweets and the interactions online. I really do. Let's do a shout out for this week. I'm going to keep it book related and shout out Ray with being bookish. I really love listening to her shows and her book reviews. And if you're a reader, I recommend you go ahead and subscribe to her. Her Again, that podcast is being bookish. And you can also find her 
on Twitter and the other social medias. And if I had thought about this ahead of time, I would have those social media handles ready for you. But if you search Being Bookish, you will find her on Twitter and then you can find her from there. She has a, a link tree up, I believe, that would bring you to all of her socials and her website. So that is it for that. Also, just go on Twitter and find any podcast I interact with. They're all fantastic. So with that being done, I guess that's going to be the end. So as usual, please stay safe, read a book, and God bless. Thank you.